Hello, and welcome to Inspired Caregiver. My name is Michelle. I created this podcast because I was the primary family caregiver for both of my grandmothers for a collective seven years, which meant I handled everything from car keys to managing their households, dealing with all this stuff, and then ultimately end-of-life care. And I've worked in senior living as a result of that experience for over seven years. So this podcast is designed to share with you insights, tips, tricks, and inspiration through those experiences. And I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Inspired Caregiver. Hello, my friends. How are you? I hope you are doing well. It is January 19th, and I am so delighted to be here with you. I am thinking about dementia. My gosh, this topic is so deep and wide. There are so many different avenues of conversation for this, and I think it will just continue to be an ongoing discussion that we have. But I wanted to share with you when we do dementia education, um, the, there are four key takeaways that we really emphasize before someone hits the floor and starts working with someone who has dementia. And these are the four top things that I believe really set you up for success. So I just wanted to go through them with you. The first one is, let me back up a little bit. So everybody has different skill sets, excuse me, and we all have different levels of uh, cognition and ability, and there's just a really huge scale of cognitive impairment, and not everyone that we interact with has a diagnosis. So there's potential that you are still in this land of confusion as to why someone is saying certain things or behaving a certain way or responding a certain way and you don't have a set diagnosis and so they're just it, it feels like there's a lot of confusion around that. And sometimes that can be really anger provoking. I know before my mother-in-law um before her dementia advanced, it just it was just a really frustrating situation for several family members because they just didn't understand what was happening and why. So it's, it's important that as you are interacting with someone, um, that you are just seeing them for who they are in this current circumstance. And I think that's one of the reasons that those that work in memory care have so much success with people with dementia because in addition to the education that they receive and their basic you know their understanding about how dementia works they really are just looking at the person in front of them for who they are now they don't have all of the memories or baggage about who that person was before So their expectations are set at who they are now. So just overall, keeping in mind, people are at different 
stages and phases of a disease process, if they're experiencing some memory loss, dementia is actually an umbrella term for a symptom. Dementia is a symptom. It's not an actual diagnosis. There's all kinds of various diseases that cause that symptom of dementia, Parkinson's, vascular dementia, frontotemporal dementia, Alzheimer's disease, but dementia overall is actually just a symptom. So when we're training people who, especially those who have never worked with someone with dementia, there's four basic things that are really highly recommended to improve communication and help set the tone for the interaction so you can get the desired outcome, okay, of, of what you're hoping to accomplish. Maybe it's going to an appointment, um, helping them take a shower, sitting down for a meal, all of these things, you are going to have a much higher percentage of possibility of them participating with you if you utilize these four techniques. So the first one is that basic, basic baseline of just acknowledging where someone is at and meeting them there. You are cognitively intact. They are not. Okay. So expecting them constantly to want to participate and do things with you um, when when they think it's a different time period or a time frame or you were a different person or there's confusion, that will just be a merry-go-round of frustration. So it is your job, it is your responsibility to meet them where they are at and roll with it. You're going to do some role-playing in this, okay? If they think it is 1958, and it's summertime, and you know it's 2022, and it's winter, you are going to roll with it. Step into their world. Step into their reality. This technique will for sure help you with your communication. And we're going to continue to talk more and more about that over time. So that's step one, tactic one. Number two is make sure that you are not hovering around them or in their personal space. Back up a little bit. Make eye contact with them at their eye contact level. Because if you are standing over someone who is always in a wheelchair or a recliner, that is really intimidating. And that I would not be very interested in spending time with you. And this is a really interesting exercise or going with you, I guess, not necessarily spending time with you, but going with you somewhere um, if you're standing over me all the time. So this is an interesting exercise that you can do with other family members. Just have someone sit in a chair and then have other people come up next to you and stand over you and ask you to do something and just see how that feels. It doesn't feel very good. So when you are communicating with someone, especially if they have dementia, make sure that you are not in their personal space and make sure 
that your, your eye level is at or below their eye level. There's a transition of power that happens. Um, there's a sense of trust that is built. And you are much more likely to move the needle on whatever it is you are trying to accomplish. So that first one is meet them where they're at. The second one is be at or below their eye level. The third thing is eye contact. I am in these support groups on Facebook and I'm constantly hearing how frustrated people are with communication with their family members. And I suspect the TV is on in the room and they may be hollering from a different room or maybe they're standing behind someone trying to get their attention or a response or answer. Make eye contact with them. Eye contact in our culture in the U.S. is really important as it establishes trust of one another. It indicates that you're listening, actively listening. If someone has a hearing impairment, that eye contact helps because if you are in front of them, they may be reading your lips. So make eye contact with someone before you are making a request. It helps get their attention so that they are now engaged in that conversation with you. The fourth thing is, I always say, check your face. Check your face. If you walk into a conversation and you are angry or worried or frustrated or annoyed, your face is conveying that information. And if someone has any level of dementia, your body language is just so critically important. I think it communicates like 80 to 90% of our message, our body language versus our words. So if you check your face and make sure that you are smiling before you start the interaction, before you ask the question, before you say, mom, it's time for dinner, smile, look at them, make eye contact and smile, check your face. Because I feel like we are constantly walking around annoyed and frustrated and then stunned, absolutely shocked when we feel like our family members won't be compliant with what we're asking of them. Oh, they just won't come to the dinner table. Well, yeah. Would you want to walk to the dinner table with someone who looked that pissed? No. So smart. That's pretty smart. So check your face and make sure that you are smiling. Like just take a deep breath. Make eye contact and smile. And then ask your question. And let's just see if you can't move the needle a little bit further when you are trying to get something accomplished. So those are our four basic bottom line Dementia 101 communication techniques that will help you. I assure you, these things will help you when you are trying to help a family, an older family member accomplish something. And like I said, it could be something as simple as just moving from the living room to the kitchen table. Check your face. Make sure you're smiling. Don't be all fake and weird and creepy. (laughs) Just smile. Just take a minute and smile. 
make eye contact, and God forbid you actually go up behind someone in a wheelchair or chair and move that chair without making eye contact first, that is very unnerving. Practice that on your family members as well. It'll make you jump. So making eye contact, making sure that your eyes are at or below that person's eye level. Because standing and hovering over people and making requests of them, that, that is a power play. And you don't want to get tangled up in that because ultimately there's a really good chance there's going to be a lot of frustration, maybe some tears, and you're not going to win. And then meeting them where they are at. We have to stop denying that people are in the situation that they are in. I cannot tell you how surprised I was when my mother-in-law got her dementia diagnosis and she said to me, I feel so relieved. I don't feel like she had been overcompensating, trying so hard to overcompensate for things. And she said, I'm just, I feel so relieved that now everyone knows. I hope those techniques are helpful to you. And I, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your feedback if you've tried these things and, and if they work. And honestly, I working with de- people with dementia, I, I like it because you have a chance to, <laughs> to reset. If something doesn't work, you can go back and try again. And sometimes in not too long, right? Like their minds are resetting. So, all right. Those are my tips and techniques and suggestions for the day. And I, again, would love your feedback. Let me know how these things are working for you. Have a beautiful day. I see you. I see you and I hear you. And you are doing a great job. I know this is so hard, but you are doing a great job and they are so lucky to have you. And I'm with you. I'm with you on this journey. I will talk to you next week.